Welcome to the Arise Church podcast, where we're awakening the world to the reality of Jesus. So while we were uh, worshiping uh, a while ago, um, I got a sense that um, there are some of you here this morning that have had a, a pretty lousy week. Uh, you, spiritually, it hasn't been a particularly good week for you. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just been really a blah kind of week. Or maybe it's a week where you've kind of let yourself down and let the Lord down. And maybe a kind of a week where you've sort of been in a kind of a downward spiral. It definitely hasn't been a week that's been filled with faith, but a week more filled with unbelief. And uh, I just wonder, I just sense there may be some folks that, uh, you know, have just come here today. And um, I felt like that Jesus want, wants me just to say to you, um, that's okay. Um, things are going to shift now. And uh, he doesn't want you to carry with you out of this place this morning some of the heaviness that you've brought with you because of kind of where you've been. And I was drawn to Isaiah chapter 61 and some words from that scripture that I think the Lord kind of wants to just do for some of us here, accomplish. where he says um, that he's come to provide for those who mourn in Zion. And then he says to give them a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. So um, a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. And you are to be called, according to the text here, they shall be called oaks of righteousness, firm, resilient, strong oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord to display his glory. Can I just pray? Lord, um, even in this moment, would you do this among us for those who just need to bring their mourning, their heaviness, their shame, their frustration, their disappointment, whatever. And so, just 
go around this room right now and put your nail scarred hands on anyone, particularly those to whom this applies, and give them a garland for their ashes and an oil of gladness instead of mourning and a mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. So, Lord Jesus, impart strength Drooping oaks cause them to straighten up. Oaks of righteousness. Planting of the Lord to the display, to display his glory. And just continue to do that work, Lord, in our hearts we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to talk to you a bit about hearing God, and I kind of want to begin in a very sort of basic place. So I want to I want to begin by asking you some questions. And um, so show of hands, okay? Seven questions here. Show of hands if this has ever happened to you. Number one, has Jesus ever invited you to enter into a relationship with Him, to open your heart to Him so He could be your Savior and Lord? Show of hands. Okay. Uh, number two, have you ever heard Jesus speaking to you through Scripture when you were reading or hearing the Bible? All right. Uh, number three, has Jesus ever spoken to your heart through a Christian leader, a minister, a youth minister, a teacher, a counselor, someone like that? Okay. Um, has Jesus ever spoken to your heart through worship during a time when, like we were singing, uh, has that ever happened to you? All right. All right. Um, fifth question. Has Jesus ever addressed issues in your life you needed to make right with him or others? Okay. Um, now, has, has he ever affirmed you when you were pleasing him? All right. Um, number six, has, have you ever felt a strong urge to pray for someone? All right. And finally, has Jesus ever prompted you to encourage someone? Um, well, um, the truth is that you and I, you already hear God, don't you? Well, and probably fairly often, more than you realize, um, you hear God. Um, and I'd like you to take just for the next couple of minutes to, to find just the, someone next door to you at your table, maybe three, but just mostly twosomes, just your, your immediate neighbor. And would you just, just share real quickly, I'll just give you three or four minutes to do this, um, share real quickly um, just a time in your life when you heard God. Maybe, it's one of, maybe it falls under one of these categories, maybe it's, you know, 
Um, but just something that comes to your mind right now. Would you quickly just, just share with one another about a time in your life when you heard God?
Okay, I'm gonna cut your conversation off now. I wonder, uh, I wonder, did, did, did anyone share something with you about how they heard God that you thought, you know, they should share that with everybody here? Anybody want to volunteer for somebody? Okay. Um, this is what I said, but I. Okay. I don't want to volunteer with my friends. So, All right, so I, yeah. I'll, I, I'll take the bullet. Yeah. Um, one of my best advice is really to like worship every Sunday. It's like the reason I get out of bed to come to church. I feel like that's the time when I really do get to just like pause all the noise of life and really just like tune into those like gentle reminders, even through like lyrics of like this. These are reminders of like mantras. I can speak over myself and sing praise. Yeah, and we hear we hear we hear his voice through the lyrics. And you know the Lord does say he inhabits the praises of his people. Yeah, and that's present. Isn't, and that happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I want to focus, I want to in thinking about hearing God, I I I want to focus. I mean, there's so much that encompasses that subject and uh, I'm a I'm a a book guy as you might expect. I'm a professor, so um uh, there's a book by, by a guy named Brad Jersak, J-E-R-S-A-K, called Can You Hear Me? Which I think is about the best book I know of on this whole subject of hearing God that comes at it from all different angles. And I really commend that to you in, in case you want to go deep into this whole thing. Um, but um, I just want to focus with you a bit on hearing God in the context of house church gatherings and in the context of band meetings, because I know that a number of you are involved in bands. I'm involved in a, in a band group. And, um, and uh, I always think of that verse of scripture in relationship to house gatherings, small group gatherings, band meetings, um, where Jesus says, this is Matthew 18, 20, for, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. And Jesus actually promises to be in our midst, doesn't he? It's kind of awesome. And when he comes, like he's here today, when he comes, he, he wants to speak to us. Now, how's he going to do that? How does Jesus do that? Well, sometimes, you know, you kind of hear a direct word from the Lord to you. But, you know, Jesus, uh, uh, one thing I've learned about him is that he really gets more joy when we get involved. He really, he wants to partner with us and get us involved. And we are his body, right? And so he, he wants to use you and me to share his heart with others, how he feels, to share something that's on his mind for someone. Uh, to share 
his, what's, you know, what he can do through his hands of healing or, you know, or encouragement. Jesus, we're Jesus with skin on, right? And so hearing him in the context of a band meeting or a house church meeting so that he can actually fulfill this promise to be with us is actually crucial and critical. And uh, so he wants to use you and me, our words. He wants to use our voices, our facial expressions, our touch, our hands, and our prayers. So when we come together, we need to learn to listen and to hear what he might be communicating to others who are there. Um, so someone maybe in your house church group is maybe sharing about a problem they've been having or a difficulty. Maybe you've kind of noticed they were sort of discouraged or down and you said, what's the matter? And they start talking or that may happen in a band context as well as you go through those questions, you know, how is it with your soul? And you start to share. And so you're sitting there and you're, and you're listening. And um, this is really where it's critical that you and I uh, listen so that we can hear what Jesus might want to be saying or what Jesus might want to do for this particular person. Um, so as they're sharing, you're seeking to discern, well, how, how might we as a group pray for them or how might I pray for them? And you're listening to the voice of Jesus. You're listening for that. You're listening for the voice of the Spirit. And so um, I just want to suggest uh, basically that you, you learn to listen in two ways. Um, First, that you learn to listen well with, your, what, with what I would call your natural ears. Now, what do I mean by natural ears? Well, uh, I'm just talking about things as simple as active listening. Any of you been had a class on active listening or have had some training in that? Those of you that are... Uh, maybe training to be counselors, you're, you're gonna, they're going to focus a lot on, and you may take a class on active listening, but, you know, listening not only for the words, but the facial expressions, the body language, you know, the body keeps the score, doesn't it? And sometimes what people, what people's body is telling you really is really a lot more maybe to the point or truthful than what their words are telling you. So watch, you know, you learn to, uh, to listen for body language, non and, and obviously you're listening in a non-judgmental kind of way. You might at some point, you know, sometimes I'll ask someone, now did, is that what you meant when you said that? Just I'm, all I'm trying to do is clarify. I want to know, because I, I really want to know what they said, but this is important. So that's part of listening with your natural ears. And then uh, using what you've learned about maybe the problem that they're sharing with, 
with you. So maybe they're talking to you about their anxiety, or maybe they're talking about shame, or maybe they're, they're talking about a financial problem, or just whatever, you know. Well, obviously, you probably already know something about that from your own experience, or maybe you've talked to some others who've had a this particular problem, you know, so you've got an experience base, or maybe you've done some reading and studying about that. Um, Jesus wants to use all that, folks. Sometimes what the Holy Spirit does is remind you of something that you learned in a course that, you know, it's, it's appropriate now for them to hear that. So take your natural ears very seriously Jesus wants to use these things, and, and our natural ears, um, the, this is the way we normally think of how we get information, isn't it? Based on study, based on prior experience, etc. cetera. Um, one other thing, your, no, your prior knowledge of this person. You know them, and you might know, well, I know why they have this problem. You might know the root of the problem. See, based so all that's natural ears. Okay. Now we listen with our natural ears, but we also listen with our spiritual ears. Uh, in some ways, I I kind of don't like to set those two over against each other, as if to say what what I've just talked to you, to you about isn't spiritual, because it is profoundly spiritual. You know, Jesus will use your training and your previous exam. You know, the Holy Spirit will put his finger on things. And uh, that's Jesus, okay? But we also listen with our spiritual ears. And here I'm just talking about God-given insights that are relevant to this situation. And Jesus sometimes communicates uh, to us directly. And what I mean by that is there was no other way that you could know that. You didn't get that information the normal way we get information, the normal way we, un we, we, we know things. And he tells us about things that we don't know and really couldn't know on our own. And this is where, uh, as Austin was speaking earlier, about where we think about uh, words of knowledge and words of wisdom, particularly, and this kind of falls under, the, uh, in, in a sense, under the whole area of the gift of prophecy and uh, basically the way the Lord communicates directly to us. And uh, these gifts, of course, show up in several of the lists of gifts of the Spirit, particularly the one in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. So I wanna, mention, I wanna just mention to you uh, a little bit about, uh, talk to you a little bit about words of knowledge. How do words of knowledge and words of wisdom come? And let me just say that some of us here will regularly receive and function in these kinds of things, and some of us here probably won't. And it doesn't mean that if you just were as spiritual as they were, you'd, no. There's a variety of gifts and based on who, who our temperaments and the way we're put together 
and based on the gifts that the Holy Spirit has chosen to pour out on us particularly, some of us will move in these in certain kinds of gifts, some will move in others. But let me talk a little bit about how words of knowledge and wisdom come. Um, sometimes they come through pictures. This person's talking and you see a picture of something. Maybe uh, you're not exactly sure what that picture means, but you just get a picture. Sometimes uh, you get a word or a phrase as they're talking. I've had that happen to me oftentimes when someone's sharing. Uh, I don't get so much pictures. Some of you are probably real pictorial, and the, you know, and you get a lot of pictures. Other people tend to get more words. And maybe it's just a word uh, uh, despair. You know, I keep hearing that, you know. Sometimes it's a scripture. A scripture that you're led to. And, and it's the words of scripture. Um, by the way, that's one good reason to read the Bible and to read it a lot so that, you know, scripture should become like second language to us. Uh, I, I come out of the Methodist tradition and Charles Wesley, the great hymn writer, if you, if you read his hymns, they're just phrases from scripture. It's kind of like he just thinks it's, it's second language. And so sometimes you get script, uh, scriptures. Sometimes you might get a memory uh, of something that happened to you, to you. Kind of strange, they're talking about, and you start thinking about something over here, but maybe what the Lord's trying to tell you is that what they're sharing about actually is sort of connected to kind of the experience you had. Um, another way that words of knowledge come, and this is, seems, might seem a little strange, but there's just sometimes a kind of an inner knowing. How'd you know that? I don't know. I just knew. So you, you spoke that out or something, and that person, it was like dead on, right, you know, and then, I don't know, but just a, 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 an inner knowing. Um, another way that words of knowledge and wisdom sometimes come is through a, what I would call a rush of compassion. I've had... <laughs> That happened to me on occasion as I've done healing prayer with someone. Uh, I remember one time a guy who was really, well, let's just put it this way, he was really bound up and he, his emotions had been so tucked away and put, put far away so that he never have to, that he just kind of lived completely out of his head, you know, and he was sharing with us and the next thing I know, I'm just feeling all oh, the sadness. And literally, I started crying. 
kind of strange experience. But I, I, as I reflected on it, I felt like the Lord was trying to say to him, you know, that's who you really are inside right now, and you can't do it yet. So he was using that. I actually felt the feeling that we're, okay? So sometimes you get a rush or of compassion. Another, uh, another way they come is through what you might just call a spontaneous utterance. <laughs> you know what that is? Well, it's kind of like words just come right out of your, have you ever had that happen? You just spoke that out. And you didn't even think the thought before it came out. It just came out. And yet it was like dead on. Now, there's a lot of things that come out of our mouths that are, well, we wish they didn't come out of our mouths, you know, I mean, that, that spontaneously come out. But what we're talking, there are times, you know, and, then, and someone will say, but how in the world do you know? I don't know. I don't know. Where did that come from? Have you ever said that to yourself? Where did that come from? Sometimes they come like that. Um, just a couple more things. A common sense observation. Like, I notice that every time you talk about that, you start rubbing your hands real. And the person may not even be aware that they're doing it, you know. Or some, you know. And I'm just, I've just observed something very common sense that's right there in front of me. Uh, uh, and then lastly, I would mention a discerning, a discerning insight. that you, you understood discernment has to do with where things are coming from. There's one of the spiritual gifts called discernment of spirits. Did this come from the Holy Spirit, the human spirit, the flesh, as the scripture sometimes refers to, or did it come from a demonic spirit? Is it, you know, and sometimes, you know, a discerning or just a discerning insight might have something to do to help this person understand, you know, I don't think this is the reason why this is going on. I think it's something over here. And you just kind of are given <coughs> wisdom and discernment. So words of knowledge and wisdom come in lots of different ways. And you kind of get to know yourself and how often it happens for you. Each one of us is wired a little bit differently. Don't try to be who you're not. Get comfortable with being who you are. And uh, let me just say, um, often when we get these things, how many of you, when you've had an experience like this where you've gotten a, a word or a picture or a phrase or, or a you, you really kind of have not known exactly what to do with that. You ever, you ever had that experience? It's like, um, so it's really, it's really important when we share what we are sensing or getting that we do it in a very low-key, non-dogmatic, non thus saith the Lord, you know, way. 
We, we share it in a non-threatening way. And often what I find is I might offer it to the person to say to them, you know, I'm getting this picture and I don't know really what it means, but does this mean anything to you? And I'll just kind of lay it out there and, and uh, sometimes the next thing I know, you know, I see this picture of a, uh, this, this little girl, she's, on her, she's five years old and I think she's kind of like got a red dress on and she's on a swing under a tree and I share that and the person just bursts into tears or something, you know, it's like something that just spoke to them because they, they remembered an experience when they were, you know, it just hit them right on. Sometimes uh, they might just say, no, not really. And I've learned on the one hand to say, well, you know, I think I probably just ate too much pizza last night, <laughs> you know, and I just, you know, I mean, or, but other times what I've learned is sometimes a person, it's, you've just kind of gotten a little too close to them maybe, and they don't want to talk about it. They're not comfortable, and yet they may meet me privately after the meeting's over and say, you know, when you said that, it really did hit something, but I just wasn't ready to talk about that, fine. But the main thing I wanna say in terms of sharing these kinds of things is try to be low-key and offer things to people. Sometimes, actually, when the Lord gives you a word, you're not supposed to share it. It might not be the con the context. Maybe the Lord will show you. You know, there, there's uh, this person's actually involved in some bad stuff, and uh, it would be inappropriate to for you to bring that out in front of everybody. Expose that. It might be maybe the Lord's showing you, so you'll just pray for him. It'll be something you'll intercede about, you know, for a long time. Okay, so that we, re we really need wisdom here. Um, I, wanna, I wanna share with you a, uh, an example of, um, just this week I was reading in the Seedbed Daily Text. I don't know if any of you read the Daily, the daily Text. Uh, J.D. Waltz, some of us know him, and no seedbed, it's a daily scripture reading. Um, right now, a friend of JD's named Dan Wilt is actually writing the texts. And so um, he was talking about this very subject that we're talking about today. And uh, here's an experience he shared um, that he had. And I like it because of kind of the way he uh, took what he was hearing and framed it and used it in an appropriate way. Recently, I was with my daughter at a restaurant. In public settings, I try to remain open to the Holy Spirit because there may be a life God wants to change. Maybe you've had an experience actually at a restaurant with, uh, where the Lord showed you something. When our waitress walked up to us, two things happened. I had a picture flash in my mind 
of this young woman in a graduation gown and cap. It came and it went. Then I had a sense of compassion for her that felt more like Jesus' compassion within me rather than just my own empathy at work. I perceived her life to be difficult and that she didn't see herself very highly because of repeated failures. This felt like Jesus was in the lead. When she came over, I took a risk. Thanks for being such a great waitress, I said. Can I ask you a question though? Sure, she said. Are you in school or are you planning to go back to school? Yes, she said enthusiastically, but then her voice dropped lower. But I'm not sure if I should. There was the, there was the clarity I needed, so I went for it. I really believe that you're to go back to school and it's going to go well for you. Follow that dream. You're so worth it. There, there are good things ahead. I didn't mention Jesus because I didn't feel like I needed to this time. But someone else has or will along her path. Her face beamed and her countenance was brighter the rest of our time together. Take a chance encouraging people as the Spirit leads you. It's a great low-risk way to practice following impressions that the Spirit gives. Just be normal <laughs> or naturally supernatural. Have you ever heard that phrase? I love it. Naturally supernatural. As my mentors would say, and follow the inner lead, you'll be glad you did. Well, he, he got an impression, but wasn't that beautiful the way he took that? And sometimes you need to do that too as you offer things to people.